Welcome to another Prince Talk or Motivational Fridays feature. I love watching movies, animated, comedies, family, mystery, romance, you name it, except for horror movies. I just can't see why I should put myself through being disturbed when really I just want to relax. Sitting or lying down to watch a movie is always relaxing for me. Having my friends and family at a movie night at my house is a plus. You get the popcorn, hot dog, nacho chips, juice to create the right ambience as if you are in a movie theater. Let me see the hands of those who know what I am talking about. That has always been one of my hobbies, movies. Movies for me, although you know they are not true stories, they give us snippets of real life experiences. As many times, the script writer wants to share something with you that is very profound. Growing up, I watched cartoons. Come on, we all did. Many times, I was able to learn about the future from cartoons. I remember when I was a child, Jetsons was one of my favorites, where you saw how food could be transformed into a form that was quite delicious in a split second. In our society today, we see this through many contraptions such as the famous microwave and toaster oven. That cartoon was quite futuristic. Another cartoon I used to watch was Popeye. Not the food establishment where you can go and order a nice apple pie, but it was the cartoon that was basically about a sailor who wanted to impress a woman named Olive, but he had competition. This came from a well-built man named Brutus. There was also the constant fight for Olive, and this would end up being a physical altercation. In every situation, Popeye, who was the preferred suitor, had to prove himself and eating spinach would be the right booster for added strength. Once he pulled open the can of spinach and ate it, there was no doubt that he would defeat Brutus. Popeye, the sailor man, was not to be defeated. Popeye, the sailor man, Popeye, the sailor man, what was interesting, he always fought for Olive. It didn't matter. He defended himself for love. Another cartoon I remember watching was Defenders of the Earth. Defenders of the Earth. Come on, the child is in all of us. I had to Google it to remind myself and I found it on YouTube. Immediately while watching, everything came flashing back. But the long and short of it was that you had a team of superheroes who defended the earth from villains. They were tasked to fight on behalf of those who were not equipped to do so. Who knows the famous Gladiators movie? And that one has been done from various angles, but the plot remains the same. One must defend himself in the orchestrated fight to prove his worth. One had to fight for survival or else he would be killed without apology. I could go on and on about movies and cartoons where fighting was the order of the day and there was always someone defending himself or others. I realize that in many of these movies that I've watched, 
and I must say there is a wide variety, fighting seemed to be a common thread. When reflecting on these cartoons in particular, they highlight that we will experience fights. I don't want us to look at the literal physical fights, but rather any battle that you may experience that can be considered to be non-physical, verbal, emotional, psychological. I want to say to you, when that time comes, just select the right defender. When you're in a fight, automatically, you have to be on the defense because you have to ensure that you come out the victor. On this journey called life, there will be fights. Fights that you are prepared for and many that you are unprepared for. Let me share a story. I have two cousins who are sisters that are only one year apart. And one in particular always tells the story that when they were in high school, she had to defend her sister. She took on the role as defender of her sister when anybody tried to interfere with her. This, she says, was a must because in her estimation, she felt that her sister needed help. Interestingly, in their adulthood, the sister who was being defended indicated that she's not sure why her sister felt that she needed defending. In other words, she could have defended herself. In hindsight though, when reflecting on this story, it highlights that when sometimes you're in a fight, at the moment you don't recognize you need help. However, you need the assistance because there is strength in numbers and I want to suggest that the situation became better for her when she was being defended by her sister. You see, that sister who was the defender is someone who you would want to be on the battlefield for you because she is not backing down when it matters. When you're in a fight, the question is, who would you want to defend you? I can think of quite a number of persons that if I'm in a battle, I would draw on those persons immediately because there is no way that I would be left defeated once they are around. I can think of my husband and my brother, just to name a few. But you recognize that can be the physical fight. However, fights generally. Ultimately, we must look to God to be our chief defender. Let me share a favorite Bible story of my mother. I believe this is a profound example of selecting the right defender. The story is told in 2 Chronicles 20, where Jehoshaphat in the Holy Bible, who was king at the time, was threatened by the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Mayanites who came to wage war against him. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in his son, Tamar. And at this moment, I will pause because when you think about that chapter or that section of the chapter, you have some persons who will sound the alarm when your opponents are approaching. The story goes on. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, 
Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. The question comes to my mind. Who will you select to defend you in a fight? The story continues. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jaezeel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. What do you think happened? You are correct. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooked the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. Choose the right defender when you are in a fight. Many times, as was mentioned, the fights that we face are not physical. You do not see your opponent to square off with. In these instances, it may be more deadly than if you were in a physical fight. When you further think about it, the fight may not be a fair one. However, the principle still applies, select the right defender in order to be truly victorious. The battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. In the educational space, the fight that a teacher may have with a student is the underperformance in a subject. It is as if a war has been waged where students are not being successful in certain areas. In our institution, although our students perform well academically in majority of subjects, we know that there are a few subjects that need to be improved. As such, we will be the defenders as educators of our students in terms of using all the weapons slash resources necessary to ensure that we win the fight. COVID-19 is definitely an enemy during this period to detract, distract, and derail the plans put in place to ensure that students are fully catered to in order to become successful global citizens. I encourage our educators to not get weary, but continue to fight for our students in this difficult period. We see where teachers have been quite innovative in reaching out to students to ensure that they get a fighting chance at the end of this academic year. 
we have seen in our space the students that were not attending school whether online or face-to-face -face because of the enemy COVID-19 that we have been active in the fight and continue to fight as a team to ensure that they are attending. We have seen this through our team doing home visits, consulting with parents, getting the support from the business and church community. Commendations are in order for the right team we have on the battlefield. Staff members in the educational space, you are automatically in this fight for our children to be well educated. Support staff, whether ancillary or administrative, you are critical in the army in this fight. We need you. The fight that we want our parents and students to participate in is the one involving getting the desired results at the end. This is being a true Syrogrovian, one who is spiritually sound, eloquent, well-rounded, well-groomed, disciplined, respectful, academically sound, adaptable, and a critical thinker. That's the fight that we want our students to engage in. Students, who is your defender? Lastly, I want to say congratulations to the team for executing the activities of another week. The face-to-face -face classes for grades 11 to 13 have to be adjusted to reduce the number of students on the compound due to the rapid rise in the COVID-19 cases. We remain resolute to ensure that our health remains intact as we religiously observe the protocols of wearing a mask, frequently sanitizing and washing our hands, as well as monitoring our temperature on entering and exiting the compound. Please maintain the physical distance and use the floor markers as a guide. I want to commend our newly elected student leaders who have been working assiduously to be movers and shakers in this institution. Please check out the Instagram page, The Cedar Grovian Times, where you will see the consistent posting of daily motivational quotes, etc. And of course, remember to like, subscribe, and share. Last Friday, our student leaders participated in the virtual rap session hosted by the Association of Principals and Vice Principals, of which we as administrators are a part, that was held with the Minister of Education, Youth and Information, Honorable Favel Williams, and the student leaders across the country. I am pleased to report that our students showed up and represented well. Questions were posed by Ricardo Hall, Kevin Edwards, and Kayla Walker, and they handled themselves very well. Britannia Beckford also reported on the session. Thanks to the teacher leaders in the persons of teachers Gillis, Groucher, Goodwin Richards, Birthright, and Harris, who are providing that support. Our male students and teachers who participated in the male empowerment session put on by the Middlesex County of the APVP yesterday. I thank you too for your continued support. We want to commend teacher Kenoy Douglas and the grade 11 team for the webinar that was held with the grade 11 students on Wednesday. Commendations to the General Studies Department led by teacher Hill Luton 
for the execution of the plans for Jamaica Day as a culminating activity for Black History Month for this year. The fact that Mr. Stephen Golin, president of the UNIA, was our guest speaker and he shared in our space that is something positive. You see, our middle management team, they are also movers and shakers in this institution, and we thank God for them. The department members are also doing well in ensuring that the ship is not only afloat, but is navigating the waters with skill and precision. Thank you. Remember our virtual chill out Friday today at 3.30 p.m. See you there. Continue to listen to this podcast specially done for you every Friday. Keep safe, kiss and hug your loved ones, tell them that you love them. Until we see each other again, from your acting principal, Mrs. Jonel Prince.